This is episode 64, A Simple System to Keep You on Track. Welcome to Midlife Confidence, where it's all about women living a fulfilling life as they move beyond 40, 50, and 60. I'm Vana Davis, a certified life coach with 20 years of my own midlife journey behind me. And just like you, my best years still ahead. I'll take you inside real life coaching with a guest client so you can see for yourself how a beautiful life starts with a beautiful mind. How many times have you been reading a book or taking a class or talking with a friend or even praying and you receive some insight that lit up your heart and mind in a deep way? Or how many times have you sat down with your journal or a laptop and planned out something that you want in your life, some kind of project or goal, or say you are setting a new direction in your life, but then you lose touch with it. That radiant light dims, that clarity gets fuzzy, you don't think about it very often, if ever anymore, you even lose track of that book or that journal that you were using, and then your life just doesn't reach the level that seems so clear and possible in the moment. It's like when the batteries run down on our phone and it dies if we don't recharge it every day. We have this insight light up our soul and then it fades because we didn't take the step to supply it with power. So here's the question. How can I take the insights I get about living my best life and actually make them work for me? This is what happens to all of us. We have breakthroughs or bright ideas that come to us about how we can experience life better. Or we might have those moments when we envision achieving a goal and we're so excited about it. And then our life and our mind are both so busy and noisy that we forget. That's the first place where we lose momentum. What is the step that's like plugging in our phone that will keep the power topped up? So the real question I want to address today is how do I remember? How do I remember that new insight that felt so illuminating? How do I remember that goal I was so excited about when I had this vision of achieving it? How do I remember that quote that I heard that opened up a whole new way of seeing things? I face this all the time in my life. I've always been drawn to personal development and optimizing my life, and it's just really ramped up the past three years as I've pursued so much training and study about all things coaching and personal growth. And I love to take time for a personal retreat every once in a while to refocus on what's important to me and make some plans. Well, with all these new ideas surging through my brain, my heart, and my soul, I was definitely getting to where I felt like this is all coming so fast. I can't hold on to it and make it stick. There's too much. So today's podcast episode is a little different. I'm going to talk more about a really practical system that helps me. I'm going to share with you my system for remembering the things that keep me centered on the thoughts I want to think, the emotions I want to feel, the actions I want to take, and the results I want to create. We get to create that supportive environment for ourselves and develop habits that help us stay on track so that we stay in touch with that power. And really, it's pretty simple. 
It takes a little effort up front to set it up, but then it's easy to maintain. And basically, I create a document that I call my compass. That's at the top is the title, Vana's Compass. I call it a compass because it directs my life. I check in with it often enough to keep me going in the direction I want to go and get to the destination I want. I know we're all seeking to create a purposeful life that is unique to us. Your life won't be like anyone else's, and so your compass won't look like anyone else's. So today I'm only going to share what's in mind to give you an example and get you thinking about how you would want to do this. So on my compass doc, and I use Word, of course you can use any word processing program, And even if you're a pen and paper person, I recommend doing this on a computer if at all possible, because this is the basis that you're going to keep revising for years to come. So then I add sections in this document with concepts that I want to remember. I'll share with you some of the things on my compass just to spark ideas, like I mentioned, but you will add anything that is relevant to you now. Most of what I'll share with you is about my coaching practice. But of course, you can include anything regarding your family, your personal goals, your spiritual life, whatever you're wanting to make progress in. My first section is my mission for my coaching practice. And so I put a subtitle, my mission. My mission is to help faith-based women who feel unsettled in midlife because they don't know what to do that feels fulfilling now. I help them update their sense of identity and start doing something interesting and important that they love because a beautiful life starts with a beautiful mind. That's it. Notice it's just three sentences. When I started this, it was a couple of paragraphs. (laughs) And one thing I keep working on is getting all of this in my compass as simple and clear and pure as possible. Now, mission statements are not just for businesses. Do you have a personal mission statement? And if you don't like the phrase mission statement because it sounds so corporate, how about you could just call it my passion or my purpose or my why? Who do you want to be and what do you want to do? That's basically what your mission is. Mission statements like this are always flowing and expanding, so just start with what you know now and trust that over time you'll get more and more clear on what it can be. In fact, this is a good time to tell you, I'm always making new notes right on my compass. I update it and I print out a fresh new copy every few months, and it looks so clean and official. And then within a few days, I've started scribbling on it and editing it again. So your compass is a living, evolving document that grows with you. And I suggest you save your old ones so you can see your growth over time. In my next section, I wrote down who I help, which is faith-based women over 40 who are seeking greater purpose, fulfillment, and spiritual growth in this season of their life. And this just helps me focus on the people I'm trying to reach, on their needs, and what I can offer to help them now. So who do you want to help? Having a clear statement really gives you direction. My next section is for my message, which is just one sentence. If I could have just 60 seconds to share what I wish people in our stage of life knew, this is what it would be. And that is that we're divinely designed to use our agency and trust God's grace 
to grow and become radiant, authentic, and joyful through purposeful living. And then I have a short list of ideas that support this message. Again, I've come to this simple list through a couple of years of refining it, and it's really helping me feel like I know what I want to bring into coaching, into this podcast, and anything else that I share. So those three ideas are that we create our experience of life with our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. The second is that purposeful living unfolds through a process of agency and trusting God's grace. And the final one is that purpose is less about what we do and more about who we become. I used to have a much more complicated, long list of what my messages could be, and it was just way too much. But recently I refined it, and this feels very true and aligned right now. Now I have several sections that are very short. You might be surprised that they have just three words each. One section is my top three emotions. These three little words are probably the most important and powerful words in this whole compass. They are radiant, confident, and focused. And they're what bring me back to feeling what I need to feel to coach well, to be present and enjoy my life, even when I'm working on challenging things, and to get out of discouragement or distraction. It's definitely taken an intentional effort, but it's become easier and easier for me to just see that word or think that word radiant and then immediately relax and sense the light and life inside of me. So actually, if you're just starting a compass, maybe you just want to have your three most valuable emotions on the page and just keep remembering those and creating more of those in your day. That could be enough. Another short section is my core values, which are radiance, transformation, and optimism. Those values keep reminding me of what I want to express and what I want to be known for. Then there's a section on three personality traits I have. Now, why would I pick three personality traits and remind myself of them? Because purpose integrates who we are with what we do. So knowing who you are and who you want to be is essential to living your purpose. When I came up with these three, calm was really easy because that seems to be the first word people use to describe me. Hopeful is something that I often express through believing that everything is meaningful and that all our experiences can be used for our growth. But it's also something I decided I want to be more often. It's a personality trait that I want to develop even more. So I chose that one to remind me to be hopeful, even when it isn't as easy. So my three personality traits I have are calm, hopeful, and accepting. Notice that in these three word areas that I could have picked many more words, I could have easily found 10 or 20 values that I believe in, or 10 or 20 emotions that I would love to feel, but that would have diluted the power, right? When I cut it down to just three, that's clear enough to actually guide me. And that goes for this whole compass. Over time, you want it to be as direct and as simple and uncluttered as you can get it. So here's a few other areas that I have. I actually have a section on relationships because relationships are really easy to overlook, but they're so important. 
most of the things that I regret looking back in my life are people that I didn't connect with as often or as deeply as I could have. So I actually have a list of people who I want to be friends with because, hey, life is better together. And friendships don't happen automatically, especially not in midlife, right? And especially if you've moved around like we have. When we had kids and teens, we were always involved in the community in ways that kind of happened organically, and we made good friends that way. But now I notice I have to plan times to visit with people. And I also have a list of people who I would love to partner with or collaborate with on a project sometime. Here's another really important section on my compass, and that is called my passions my five passions. And I give full credit for creating this list to a book called The Passion Test by Janet Atwood. Through that process, I came up with these five things that I really want in my life. Number one, living in full, radiant, inner light and power, which to me means connection to God and connection to my true self. Second is inviting my whole family to live in transformation and light. The third one is to find ways to powerfully speak or teach, coach, and influence women to be full of radiant inner light and power. And the fourth one is kind of connected with that, which is publishing deeply influential books, podcasts, and programs. I know I have a long way to go on that, but I have many years to work it out. And then finally, my fifth one, I know some people feel like it's bad form to talk about money, but I think we should talk about it with a lot less drama and a lot more freedom. So my fifth passion is to create a million dollars in 10 years. And yes, it feels like an impossible goal because I've never done that, but it's actually something I really want to achieve more as a personal victory, as well as to meet some of our financial goals. So I encourage you to consider eventually including a list of your top five passions in your life in your compass. And a question that I also added to this section is, what is God offering me today to make progress in these passions? This question came to me last New Year's, New Year's 2021. I was planning this year coming ahead. And I had decided to call this my grace year and to continually ask that question, what is God offering me today? And if I hadn't written that question in my compass, I'm sure that it would have faded away and I would have forgotten all about it by now. But I feel like I'm just getting started understanding how powerful that is for me because I've been practicing it and reminding myself of it all year. Okay, here's just a few more things I'll share with you that are included in this document. You've heard me talk about belief plans in some of the past podcasts, and clients who've worked with me have definitely heard about belief plans. Since our thoughts lead to our emotions, which lead to our actions, which create our results, all in a chain reaction, then our thoughts have incredible power. And when we think a thought over and over, we call that a belief. So a belief plan is a list of thoughts that shift our emotions so that we can take the action and create the result we want. I have several belief plans for goals that I'm working on, and just one of them is about time because I have a lot of limiting beliefs about time. 
I used to always feel overwhelmed with everything I wanted to do. And remembering these thoughts about time keeps me out of overwhelm and on with possibility. So here's my belief plan for time. First of all, today is completely free to do anything I want to do. Second, this is what time is for. Third, this day is just the right size to do what needs to be done today. Fourth, I accomplish big things 15 minutes at a time. And fifth, this time is brimming with opportunity. Keeping these thoughts fresh really helps me in the moment. So for example, if I'm out chatting with a neighbor or I'm sitting in my backyard reading and I start to feel pressure to go to work like I'm wasting time, then just thinking this is what time is for helps me relax into the experience I'm having right now and not let work rule my life. I also have short belief plans on money, on coaching, and these support the five passions that I have. So whatever you're working on in your life, a belief plan can really help you out there. And I added a Jesus section. These are stories from the scriptures, especially stories about Christ that really speak to me. I have a section for money goals, very specifically what I'm going to do with that million that I'm going to earn in the next 10 years. Okay, so that gives you an idea of what I've included in this compass. But really, I just want you to create what works for you. Do you have some favorite quotes or scripture verses? Do you have a goal to get a new job in the new year or to start weight training or to take your daughter to lunch every month? How about a poem or a photo that inspires you or a blessing or an answer to prayer? You might even check in and see if God has some ideas for you. Really, there are no rules except that it raises your energy and that you feel inspired by it. So I know some of you are wondering how long should this document be? I would say just start with one paragraph or four pages. It doesn't matter at all. Trust me, if you just start with one paragraph, it's like you've created this container now that will be the place to keep your treasures that come along and it will expand and become more valuable over time. Or if you're a person who already has lots of plans and quotes and stuff, but it's just scattered all around and it actually sounds like a fun project to gather it together, then go for it. Just remember you have permission to stop when it starts to feel like work. My compass happens to be about six pages right now, but I do like lots of white space on my pages. Once you've got your first compass all typed up, then print out the pages and put them in a format that feels sacred to you. And by that, I mean treasure them by putting them in something lovely and secure, a pretty binder or folder or report cover or box. Personally, I love disc-bound journals. If you don't know what those are, I'll do a little video on Instagram to show you what it looks like. Disc-bound journals require a special punch for your pages, but then it's easy to move or add pages. Now, friends, the peace and power comes from what you do with your compass next. You're going to review it consistently so that all of this good stuff is top of mind. With a consistent ritual, you'll keep recharging your inside battery and keep your motivation bright. That's what a review of your compass does. So plan a regular time for some quiet space to read through your compass. That's really all you have to do is read it. 
It could be every day or once a week on Sundays. If you're someone who appreciates reading scriptures, then you can think of your compass as your own personal scriptures, your own sacred guide to living a life that's aligned with your purpose. And just like the Word of God, it only has power in your life when you open it, read it, and think about it. Yes, this is a new habit, and habits take some time to establish. So be patient with yourself and give yourself lots of time to make it a habit. And I love the idea of habit stacking. So just add reviewing your compass to something else that you already do. For me, I plan it as part of my morning devotional. I wrap up in a blanket on my office floor and I take time to do a 10-minute meditation, a prayer, some scriptures. I review my compass, do a little journaling and self-coaching, and then I review my calendar for the day. Maybe it would work for you at lunch or when you climb into bed. You could even record yourself reading it and listen to it on your way to work. And put that mobile phone to work for you. We're so lucky today that we have tech to be a supplemental brain, especially as we get on a midlife and start to forget things a little more often. And I'm not kidding. My phone does so much remembering and reminding work for me. So set a timer or a calendar reminder to prompt you to review your compass. And at this point, it's so easy. Just read what you created. Let it sink in and start to become part of you. I found that this really opens the door to grace. Sometimes you'll feel the Spirit witnessing the truth of these things about you and your life. Sometimes you'll be inspired to add or revise something. And as I said, it's a living document constantly evolving. I have found myself that when we treasure the impressions that God sends us by writing them down and reviewing them and doing our best to follow them, that God trusts us and he sends us more. You'll start to be aware of insights that come to you through your day that you might want to add. And don't deceive yourself. You won't remember that transcendent thought 15 minutes from now. So write it down when it comes to you. Now, I've laid out this lovely ideal plan. Honestly, I am far from perfect. I've just been doing this myself for a couple of years, and it started in a very rough and rudimentary form. And lately, I actually review my compass probably about 50% of the time. And guess what? 50% of the time has a big impact. It's enough to keep bringing me back on track before I stray too far. 50% of the time might even be enough, but I'm kind of curious and I like experimenting. So I'm working to get to 75% of the time to see how much more influential I can be in my life. So I'll keep working on it. Just give it a try. If you even did it 10% of the days in the month, you would actually sit down and review it three days a month. That's more than you're doing now, and I'll bet you'll be surprised how it renews your mind and heart. Really, I'm so excited for you to bring this practice into your life and see what it can do for you. Because every time, every single time I read through my compass, I feel peace and clarity about my personal purpose, and I'm careful not to use it against myself. 
I don't judge myself or feel like I'm so far behind, even though many of the things on here are seemingly impossible goals that are unrealized yet. I see it as a lighthouse to draw me back in the right direction. I see it as my blueprint for the experience I want to create in my life and my map for following the path to my purpose. I see it as a prophecy of what will be. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. If you know someone who might like to try out this idea, share this episode with them. Maybe you can be accountability partners and work on this together. And remember, I offer one-on-one coaching for women in midlife who feel a little lost, and I help them find themselves and live a purposeful life. It's really, really important. You can get in touch with me anytime by emailing me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or learn more at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or follow me on Instagram. I'm at Vana Davis. All of that is in the show notes. Take care until next time.